Hey everyone, it's Shelby. Hope you're all staying safe and healthy. Just wanted to keep you all updated that we still have our sponsorship with Adam and Eve. Emily just recently got a poll from them. And if you go to our Instagram, Candy Girl Podcast, you can see videos of her practicing. So cool investment for some quarantine fun. If you go to adamandeve.com and use the code candy at checkout, you'll get 50% off one item plus 10 free gifts, which is really awesome. So head over there after this episode. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Candy Girl. I'm your host, Shelby, and Emily is out today. She is back at home with her parents, so she's not going to be able to be on this episode, but I'm still really excited because we have Harper returning, and she's here with her friend, Sydney. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey, I'm Harper, again. Hi, I'm Sydney. Um, What's up? (laughs) (laughs) So, Harper, why don't you guys tell us how you met? Oh, gosh, okay. Um, (laughs) So, Sydney and I had a mutual friend, and this friend was actually my roommate for a while, and they knew each other from work, right? Yeah, we we worked at the strip club together. Yeah, y'all were both at the time. Yeah, and so um, they were like already friends, and me and my roommate had this separate friendship, and then um, that roommate had to move out of my house, um, kind of at the drop of a hat, and was spending a lot of time with Sydney during that time too, and then. We met once at her apartment, realized that we dated the oh, same yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, fine. Uh, and One so, of the worst decisions in my life. Yeah, me too. But, <laughs> we, you know, we had that good trauma bonding. Right? sister <laughs> connection. And then it was that friend's birthday party, like, two years ago. And that's when we really were like, damn, I really fuck with you. And then it wasn't until, like, the end of fall of 2019 that we really, like, became inseparable. This this is, like, my best fucking friend right here. Oh, yeah. Mine, too. (laughs) Aw, I'm so excited to get to meet you. Yes. So, Sydney, you're a dancer, but both of you sugared together for a little bit, right? Yes. So I would love to hear some stories from that. Well... Gosh, you're gonna have to jog my memory. (laughs) I was just just thinking, I was like, fuck, I'm glad she's starting. Oh, shit. Okay. Man. Why don't you start start with, like, how it started? Like, whose idea was it? Oh, okay, okay. So, Uh, I, if, if any of the listeners who are tuning back in heard the episode that I was on, what was it called again? Lollipop. Lollipop, yeah. On Lollipop, I talked about a sugar relationship I had, and that relationship ended. And so I'm pretty sure it was the day I ended things with him, Sydney. You were like, let's just fucking make a profile online (laughs) together. And then I became obsessive about it, like, super obsessive with my ADHD personality straight up like on the profile 24 7 like 
negotiate, like working out all these deals and dates and like you have um, to ask for one date like <laughs> you she would be like um we have to you have to pay us yeah um we were we were like getting booked on on dates i mean we didn't go on all of them like a bunch of them didn't fall through but i remember sydney would say things like okay monday at 11 oh wait we already have plans monday at 10 we're gonna have to do it can you do tuesday at 11 a.m <laughs> i was texting you like every day okay so <laughs> so so that's how it started and then um then we actually like had pretty decent feedback in the beginning. Um, we did have a couple of Tinder, um, Tinder like turned off our account at one point. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a hard, like it takes a minute to find a good sugar daddy. And I'm realizing that. So I was just hoping for like after we went through our little like joint thing. Then you met Chris, you know, I was like, okay, now I'm just going to like work at the club and let one manifest one into my life. So I would talk to people at the club, but that's like as far as I've been going lately, you know? And Sydney, had you been a sugar baby before all of this? No. So this was I your first time? Yeah. Interesting. So what was it like for you? Um, It was like fun and yeah we went to the oh we went to that sugar bowl thing together one time too it was that was fun oh my gosh we went to like uh this big like mansion house party it was okay it was fun it was fun but the guy that we met that got us there was oh he was a fun what do you think i was doing i was in the hot tub shaking ass you know (laughs) and so Sydney you're a dancer how did you get into that well so I was our friend we were we cocktail cocktail (laughs) we've cocktail hated together (laughs) and um yeah, so that was fun, but then I ended up getting fired because everyone hated us because we would literally, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to say what club it was, but we would literally, like, straight up manifest everything we wanted. Literally, we were making, like, good-ass money. What would y'all do? What were y'all doing? We were just manifesting it and getting lucky, like, straight up lucky. Like, I literally, whenever I was cocktail waiting, I literally was getting lucky, I swear. Did they get lucky or were y'all finessing? Uh, I don't know. We were finessing, but we were still kind of getting lucky. <laughs> like, you know, like we would get the, like, we, I would just so happen to walk up to the one guy that was there to spend like the most money there. And of course I would finesse him into spending the money, but like not all the guy, other guys would be spending that much money, you know, like, he was mm-hmm. the richest guy in the club. And I just, I don't know. It was lucky. We got lucky. <laughs> so then you got fired? Yeah. Yeah, because we would go, yeah, we got fired. And then, like, all the bartenders would get jealous because, you know, we didn't tip them out and stuff. I don't know. It was so stupid. It was a bunch of drama. But once you're a dancer, like, you don't, aren't, like, you don't have to, like, deal with that drama because it's, like, I don't know. They don't want you to make that much money if you're a 
just a waitress because we were making like a few grand like a weekend. Damn. Like the bosses, the bosses didn't want you making that much money. Yeah. Oh. But you're not, but you're not an independent contractor whenever you're cocktailing, right? One is making, well, yeah. They said, he literally was like, you can dance or you can go, you know? But then I came back and danced, like. (laughs) So I like the club. Oh, wait, I love the club. (laughs) Can I, can I uh, give an aside? Yeah. That's kind of unrelated. Sydney, you should... You should like go in your car or something because I want to tell Shelby certain stories. Okay. And I, you know, you know which ones I mean? Yeah, I can turn it down. Okay. Well, well, like, I don't want. Are you okay? Like, if someone might hear you? Yeah. Okay. They're all fine. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, if, if Shelby wants to ask us in depth questions, I want to be able to. Yeah. I love I mean, the suspense. We can, we, can, we, cannot, <laughs> we cannot say anything you don't want to say, but you know what I mean? I want to give some stories. Yeah. Okay, but, sorry. Yeah, I'm down. But yeah, I ended up going back and dancing, and I fucking love it. I remember, like, getting on stage and being, like, really nervous, like, the first time, but, like, that was just because, I don't know, social, like, I don't know, like, society shit, you know? But it's like the most liberating thing, and it was like I hated myself for loving it so much at the beginning, you know? So (laughs) that was like probably the hardest part to get over was like that I loved it that much, and I shouldn't like hold this like judgment on myself because obviously I needed to like let go of some things. Yeah, that's an interesting take. I've never, because like I've definitely heard people like not wanting to start because, you know, dancing is not like a respected profession the way like construction is there's you know you're still you know using your work in general isn't respected at all exactly compared to things like that yes but I've never heard the take that somebody struggled with like the inner turmoil of loving what they're doing and thinking that they shouldn't so that's that's an interesting take yeah I was, that was I was definitely like uh that was definitely like my struggle at first and it was like hard for me to like identify too because like I don't know. I guess it was like I don't know. But I've definitely figured it out. You know? Um I love like, it. I'm so ready to go back to work. This is so annoying. I really don't like OnlyFans. I'm on OnlyFans, but I really don't like it. So like if any of y'all wanna add me on OnlyFans, wait, I don't even know what my name is on OnlyFans. <laughs> we can plug it later too. We'll put it in the description okay, cool, of this episode. Cool. Um so last night I was just telling my boyfriend on the phone what what Sydney was just talking about. And that's what that's one of the things that I love about you. And you as a dancer is that you just love entertaining people. You love, you know, being in the spotlight. And in the beginning, like, you did feel, like, this stigma for liking it so much. When there's nothing wrong, like, with liking your job, that's that's a construct I feel like we just have on us as, yeah. a, work, as a working class is that there is something wrong with you if you, like, your job you know if there's something wrong if you like going to work it's just like any other job too yeah yeah on top of good days there are bad days 
Yeah, and it's not even your boss gets on your nerves. Your boss does it. Yeah, and you know, it's just I. It's just what so much something I love about you. Like you don't love going just to finesse men. Like you love going. You like you like to get dolled up. You like to get be in the center of the attention and like. You love that shit. You eat that shit up. And then, like, you know, you get to the business part and you take care of your fucking business. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But that's just, that's just something I love so much about this girl, truly. Really? Really, really. I was telling Chris that last night. That's so wholesome. This is oh, so wholesome. Sometimes it's, sometimes it's too much. I'm trying to, trying to balance you know, I'm trying to find my my soul and like body alignment. <laughs> We're working on that. I would love to hear um, stories if you have any in mind right now, or we can always come back to that if you oh, guys maybe. think of some later. Okay, which story do you want to tell first? I don't know. Like, which ones are you thinking about? I know. Um, I'm, let's go. I'll go with all of them. I don't care. Okay, we can tell, okay, let's tell one about when I did that thing on that person's rug. I'm so ready. Yes. Oh, that was a great story. Shelby said, oh, shit. <laughs> that was like, a great story. This bitch, that was our first date. This bitch got what? Oh, oh. No, it wasn't. That wasn't our first, that was our first date. So you were messaging him first, right, Sydney? Yeah, wait, oh my gosh, I barely and, remember messaging. And then you, wait, you, you met him on Tinder, huh? Yeah. I was advertising on Tinder or something. They got really mad and, like, deleted. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me just use this as a great point to say, whoever's listening, and if you're new to this, don't fucking make a sugar profile on Tinder. Don't, don't do it. Your shit will get cut off. Oh, yeah. Bumble oh, but I made some good money on Tinder with my profile. Even in the few seconds that it was there, I got at least one person, you know? So yeah, like, you can finesse and then reopen it, and then <laughs> it's kind of a long process. Just don't fucking do it. Just do yeah. an actual sugar website. For you can get, like, maybe more attractive options on Tinder that pay you a pretty good prices to finesse then, then you're gonna have we might we might have got lucky there too but I don't you don't have, have to make it very just we got lucky i was blackout drunk that night okay so you should start the story it was so close though it could have happened start the story so we met him at it's a cool bar yeah it was a pretty cool bar it's kind of undergroundy vibes huh? yeah it was actually underground <laughs> Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. I thought we were underground. I kind of remember. Like, oh, I was probably high as fuck. We were high as fuck. Yeah. We looked good as fuck, too. Damn. We looked really good. We looked I know really I had a turtleneck on. You had that, like, low cut. Yeah. 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 Oh, was yeah. Really, that was great. You yeah. um, and, and he was cool. He was, like, 30, 32. Yeah, he was cool. We were just chilling, talking. We were going to get us, like, drinks at the bar. We drank a few drinks there. We all had a few drinks. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Then we went to another... Then we, did we go to uh, Wessex? Well, yeah. Well, that first bar... That first bar... Oh, yeah. We did go to West. That to West. first bar was... Like, we broke the ice. The three of us broke the ice really well. 
and I was kind of nervous like I wasn't sure how it was gonna be like person a talk and ask a question person you know like yeah that was our first like that was our first date it was sure it was it actually was and I wasn't sure if it was going to be like interviewing um but he was cool we even called each other out on our bullshit in front of him and he was like I've never seen two people work through something so well (laughs) that was funny we got a little that was after a few drinks we definitely got a little too deep but um at one point at one point but in the beginning he was so like chill and I just think mine and your personalities like we were already loosened up because we were smoking pot and fucking um Oh, yeah, and then we did that photo. I stole those pictures from that photo. Well, that was later. That was later. That was later. Oh, that was, yeah. So. To Wessex before. That was the last bar, huh? No. Yeah. Yes. So, the first date, like, the first bar that we met up at on the first date, it was so easy to break the ice because we were already, like, cutting up before, and, um... He just, like, had a good sense of humor and stuff, and he was so chill, like, he was cute. I mean, I wouldn't pick him up off the street, like, if, you know, I was walking by myself, but if I knew what he could provide. Uh, And the three of us were just really getting along. Like, we were laughing and talking, and then it wasn't until probably, Sydney, like, two, like, probably three drinks in that we actually, like, kind of started talking about money and stuff yeah yeah did we even oh we kind of did we started talking about like what he kind of wanted and stuff we didn't really talk about money like you know he he told us what he had done before I remember that he said he'd never really been in that like a full-blown like sugar relationship I remember like this was like kind of new to him so then we went to that one bar where we took the photos in the photo booths, me and you. And yeah. then and then we went to West. Yeah. So, yeah. so we all we like blacked out on West, I think. We we got shit faced. And oh, you grew up in the middle of the bar too. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> and then then we went to his place. Which was nice as fuck. Oh yeah. And this is this is like a me and him took another shot. Yeah, this is something that I don't think I don't advise people to do. I don't advise people to get this wasted on a first date and go to the person's apartment. Definitely. I was kind of I kind of paced myself. We were fucked up, dude. I was drunk, but I was able to, I was able to finesse and then get us in the oop, get you up, get you all cleaned up, put your stuff on. Tell her what happened. Okay, we're, we're, yeah. Tell her, tell her about whenever we um got to the apartment when we got there. Okay, so this bitch like passed I can't out on the couch, and he's like, "You want to go take a want to take a shot?" And I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'm not that fucked up yet. I don't know, maybe I'm fucking." I don't know, maybe I'm a little bit of an alcoholic. I don't know. <laughs> but I was fucked up, but I wasn't like, you know, like I, I remember everything pretty well. So then, oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, I talked on the balcony for like an hour before we left. But okay, so anyway, so then we we take the shot and then he's like, Okay, you wanna go upstairs? So I go upstairs and we like go to his bedroom, which is like upstairs. And then we're there and I'm like teasing him and everything and I'm like, okay, I'm like crawling on the bed and stuff. And then I'm like, Hey, so you gotta send me a thousand dollars if you want to sleep with me. And he was like, okay, and then he sent it to me through, like, one of the, like, cash out things, and then I didn't fuck him. <laughs> How'd you get away with that? <laughs> and then I went downstairs, because we heard start throwing up too right at the perfect time, and I was like, oh, bye. He was so fucked up, though. He was so fucked up. And then we went downstairs, and I, like, I mean, we kind of did some, we did, like, some things, but I, I didn't let him fuck me. I told him I was going to. <laughs> he, like, fingered me, like, ate me out, pretty much. Yeah. And then I went downstairs to check on I was throwing up. Yeah, I brought her to the bathroom, and then she sat on the bathroom for a while. And then I went on the balcony and, like, called our friend and was like, guess what? We talked on the balcony for, like, 30 minutes. <laughs> and, like, just, like, was, oh, my God, guess what just happened? <laughs> I was, like, going off, and he's, like, upstairs, passed out drunk, and she's, like, in the toilet, on the toilet, fucking drunk. And then I go, and I get... <laughs> Wait, so you got an Uber? Okay, so I got us an Uber. We go downstairs and we get an Uber. And, I, and I'm and i like, okay, can we pull over so I can get a puff bar? I just want a puff bar. I just paid some money. I want a puff bar. <laughs> my fucking self. And then so we pull over and I'm like, I get in the store. I'm like, fuck, drunk as fuck in the Uber. I'm like, why the fuck did I do this? I'm like hurrying, like paying, like running out there. And I'm like, did you fucking touch her? Tell that Uber driver. I was like, did you touch her? Did you touch her? Don't tell me you touched her. I know she's fucked up. I went in the store. I'm just making sure you know what happens. I, <laughs> I was I, like I, going I, off. He was like, no. He was like, he was like, can I have your number? I was like, bitch. Bitches like us, bitches like us when we're drunk make me realize so much more that nurses and Uber drivers make the world go round. Right. And, and teachers, obviously. But nurses and Uber drivers, come on. Right. We don't we don't deserve them. <laughs> so then the next morning, yeah. So then the next morning, like, okay, so I for him. Yeah, and we wake up around. Yeah, and I invited Megan over or at Megan over at like five a.m. Mm-hmm. And, she, and yeah, and then found those Range Rover keys. Then we had to call him, and we were like, hey, like. <laughs> We don't know how to say this, but uh, we think you have your keys. <laughs> so, like, within an hour. Don't check right? your cash app. Yeah. I know you and probably then, don't remember, but don't check your cash Then within the hour. I made sure not to send a heart back to his message, to his, like, money on cash app, because I was like, maybe he'll forget, you know? <laughs> and then, like, within an hour... We were back at his place, and he just comes outside, and he's like, hey, girls. And we were like, hey. 
Yikes. Yeah, but I mean, we still texted him for like a little bit after that. Yeah. We're going to with him again, but yeah, then, yeah, things went. Yeah, then it didn't happen. No, we didn't. We went, I don't know. Yeah. So wait, you, Sydney, you accidentally took his keys, his like to his car? Yeah, to his Range Rover. Oh my God. <laughs> Thinking, I was like, they're <laughs> keys. Oops. Yeah, I drive a Honda. I don't drive a fucking Range Rover. Oh my god, that sounds wild. And that was just the first experience you guys had? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. How long did so, you sugar together for? Like a couple months. Yeah, like two months. What did you stop Harper because you started dating somebody or was there another reason? Um, we hadn't really gone out with anyone in a couple of weeks, like in a few weeks, and then I did meet my current boyfriend. Um, it kind of more stopped. Yeah, whenever. But I think I still went on a date with you once. Yeah, we like, still went like on right, like right when we first started dating, I went on a date with you. Yeah, and then I just was like, okay, I'm over this. Oh, I stopped uh, doing this. I stopped doing the seeking arrangements and stuff because I was like, uh, I'm like over, like, I was just over dealing with them. I was like, I'm working at the club. And I was like, I, ha- I don't have time for this. I need to do my, like, you know, more of my, like, creative stuff, like my music and stuff. Because I was like, I'm making enough money. I don't, you know take up more time yeah Sydney tell us a little bit about your music what do you what kind of music do you make and how'd you get into that um it's kind of like I'll call it like it's I don't know my friend calls it bedroom pop so like indie r&b alternative pop um but yeah I kind of got into music like I've always loved music I used to play the piano when I was younger and um I don't know. I danced too for a while. Harper danced. So then I got back into music mostly. I started off going to school for psychology and then I moved into writing. Or no, I went into acting and then I ended up taking this other acting class that was outside of the school and I ended up loving it so much and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this one acting class and focus more on like go to school for writing because I like to write too. Then I was like, you know what, I write all the time anyways. And I was like, I really love music too. So then I started going for music and I kept my acting class. So I was like doing like little side like projects in film for like while I was going to school for music. And then I started mainly focusing on my music and I started to make beats and I started to like write my own stuff. Of course, my, I didn't like mix and master my stuff, my teacher he was also the person who I interned for, Rayla Mana. He mixed and mastered my stuff. And then um, he re- also let me record there. I recorded myself, but I'm, like, just now getting the proper, like, stuff to, like, record with, like, the proper, like, vocal shield and stuff. But, yeah. And Harper said earlier, yeah. you're, she said you're kind of, like, a performer. So do you feel like... Um, like stripping is another way that you can express this creative side the way you kind of do with music or with acting or with writing yeah 
Yeah, I think it's more so of like me embracing my sexuality to because I feel like it was I feel like it's like constantly oppressed in society or people constantly trying to like tell me or tell women how to like be and I feel like that's more more what I feel with it and I'm like super passionate about it because I feel like I've always been like I've always tried to embrace my sexuality I'm just like that's who I am at the core you know and, and it should that's the one place that I can actually be who I am you know so that's it should really- be it should be way more encouraged in like our societal standards like yeah. it should be it shouldn't be shamed you know, and it shouldn't have to take, you know, like someone should be able to work anywhere they want and be yeah. able to, I mean, obviously not, you don't have to, you know, you can't like embrace certain like explicities of your sexuality in certain job places, but it shouldn't be shamed to dress a certain yeah, way like just because it expresses you. Yeah. Like my friend who is a dancer too, she <clears throat> used to work in the tech industry and she got really tired of like she'd come to work and she like would not even really have like cleavage showing at all like her like top would be like slightly unbuttoned and she would have like a a pencil skirt on that was like all the way down to your knees but like the people even the women in the like office would call her like a whore like say she dressed like a whore behind her back and stuff and so she really liked whenever she like she ended up going to the club because she got tired of working in the office and doing she and doing that and dealing with that like bullshit and she really loves working at the club too so yeah she's one of my best friends there too i wish emily was here because i'm sure she has so much to say about the tech industry and how women are treated in the tech industry because she's also in the industry yeah there's barely barely any women in the tech industry as it is so it's like look what can they have yeah like if you have to say something about how they look and then you're still going to say something negative about them, about their performance, just because you want to nitpick women for the little space that they are taking up in those fields. It's like, fuck, what can they have? What can we have? Yeah. And so it sucks that where she was working, where your friend was working, I mean, it's good that she, you know, has that load off of her. And, and that's yeah. probably what, you know, she was supposed to be doing anyway, you know? Oh, she's really creative. She's a dance. She's a go-go dancer too. But it, but it sucks that she was pushed, you know, pushed to her limit so far out of the tech industry because it, it does need smart women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like j- just because you're smart, you can't be beautiful. Yeah. And so, and so that's what sucks is that there's probably so much more of that in so many other places where women are, you know, taking up space in these really important positions and places, but like, they're still being body shamed for looking good or just expressing themselves and just being them. And it's like, fucking, you can be your khaki polo button down self all you want. Why can't I be a fucking walking unicorn right i agree snaps to that mm-hmm. <laughs> go off harper i just when you said i was like you know what let me channel emily let me see <laughs> if i can if i can do her justice 
She wanted me to tell you she took senior nudes recently in the fountain here at UT, and she thought you would appreciate I, those. I think yeah, you saw them. I love that. I do. Yeah, yeah, I saw one of them. I, um, yeah, I actually showed my boyfriend one of her pictures, and he was like, who's that? Like, <laughs> All right. All right, sucker. <laughs> okay, I think this call's about to end um, because we only have a certain amount of time. So we should definitely do an episode two because it sounds like you guys have a lot more stories that we, you know, don't have time for right now. But um, if you guys want to think of some episodes and like or stories and like write them down and we could do another episode um, with Emily here. I think that would be a lot of fun if that's something you're into. And then Sydney, where can people find your music? Oh, yeah. Um, So you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music. It's on YouTube. It's called Domino's. Domino's D-O-M-I-N-O-E-S and it's by Sydney but my name's spelled like S-Y-D-N-I so perfect the episode actually cut out right there but if you guys are interested in finding Sydney's music we're going to tag her in our social media posts on Instagram we're Candy Girl Podcast on Twitter we're at Candy Girl Pod and we're also going to link her music in the description of this episode if you want to check it out you definitely should Sydney and Harper thank you guys so much for being on this episode with me we'll be looking forward to having Emily back in future episodes thanks for listening you guys and stay safe stay healthy 